0: of an angel. You guys have heard that before. Everybody's heard that phrase. Man, that person has the voice of an angel. And that makes us think about singing, right? It makes us think about singing. I, it makes me think about, because I'm pretty old, it makes me think about a lady named Karen Carpenter. That's what I always thought, when I, and I still think it when I hear her on the radio. I think, that lady has the voice of an angel. I don't know what it is that's so different about her voice than everybody else's. More recently, I think Adele kind of sounds that way. I, I hear Adele singing, I'm like, man, that lady has the voice of an angel. Some people can sing, and some people can't sing. I've heard people say before, "Man, I can't carry a tune in a bucket," which is, I think, is a funny. I thought, who? Why would you carry a tune around in a bucket? I don't know what that means, but anyhow, most of us, most of us in here. Would never think of ourselves as being a person who has the voice of an angel. Probably wouldn't think of ourselves that way. But you might be surprised after we look at the Bible today. Angels, we hear their voices during this season. And we're going to spend a few minutes this morning talking about those voices, those angels. What does the Bible say? about their voices. Let's pray and then we'll read our text from Luke chapter 2. God, thank you for today. Thank you for the diversity we have in this church. I just think about the people who led us today, who are up here on this stage. What diversity! Wow, God, thank you that we're not all cookie cutters, that we're not all the same, that you speak to all of us uniquely, and, and through your words you move us, and through your Holy Spirit you guide us, and I'm just grateful, God, for this church family. And uh, it's been encouraging to be here already today. Lord, I, I just want to lift up today, and as opposed to listen, lifting up a different church from our community, I'm just going to lift up our college students. And every, probably every one of us in here right now can think of a college student that is really close to our heart. And if not, we can think of these college students that stood before us today. And Lord, we just lift them up to you and we pray for you to work mightily in their life. Thank you for the hope it gives us to see young people who are following hard after you, who are pressing into you, who are falling in love with you and who are teaching other people about you. It's great, God, when our college students behave well, when they don't get drunk or they don't sleep around with a bunch of people. That's great, God. We're thankful for that. But we're thankful for more than that, we're thankful that they're part of the kingdom and that they're working in the kingdom. And so whatever the situation in these people we're thinking of, all these college students, God, or that even that age, even if they're not in college, that age, all of us are thinking about those people. We lift their names, we lift them up to you right now, and we pray that your Holy Spirit would work powerfully in their life. God, we love you and we, we thank you for this gift of Jesus that you sent. We're grateful to remember it today. We thank you for your Bible. Holy Spirit, we ask you to be our teacher today. In spite of my weaknesses, would you do the greatest work in our hearts? Would you change us? Would you help us to accomplish our mission of growing closer to Christ? We pray it all in the name of Jesus. And everyone said, Luke chapter 2. I don't have this on the screen today, but you're welcome to grab a Bible off the pew there. The paperback ones are our gift to you. If you don't own a Bible, we'd love for you to take that home with you. Luke chapter 2, beginning in verse 8. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flock at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terrified. Have you ever been terrified before? I mean, have you ever been so, like, you're shaking. I mean, not, you're not, like, surprised. You're not, like, scared. Have you ever been terrified? These people were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be assigned to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. There's lots of ideas about angels. There's lots of books about angels. There's lots of stories that people tell about angels. There's lots of actually things not among Christianity, but among other spiritual people of contacting your angel, finding your special angel. Angels have regained some kind of popularity in our culture in the last couple of decades. What does the Bible say, though? I'm going to give you three things that I believe we need to think of when we think of angels. The first one is this. When you think of angels, think warrior. Think warrior not choir member. Think warrior, not choir member. Or maybe another way to say it is think, think of William Wallace, not Barney Fife, all right? For maybe the younger crowd who have never seen either one of those people, think of uh, The Rock, not Justin Bieber, okay? <laughs> These shepherds are terrified And do you understand, if you read the text carefully, they're terrified when they see one angel. One. And they are terrified. It's interesting in the Bible, people are almost always afraid when they encounter an angel. Mary was also terrified when she met the angel named Gabriel when he shows up. And usually the very first words out of angels' mouths are this, fear not, do not be afraid. Why would they be afraid? Why is there fear? It's because this is not Tinkerbell showing up, all right? It's not a chubby, naked little baby with some little wings, you know, hovering around. We think of angels that way, we think of them as being so sweet, I just want to Pat them on their cute little head. Pinch their little cheeks, because they're just so cute. Grandmas, some of you grandmas got angel knickknacks everywhere, you know? It's like knickknack heaven at your house, okay? And you just see those little angels, and that's what we think of. But it's wrong. It's not what the Bible says. This is part of the army of the almighty God. Powerful mighty strong dangerous beings these are angels in Luke chapter 1 Zechariah just this is a few verses earlier Zechariah meets Gabriel and the angel tells him you're going to have a child and he doesn't believe what he says is going to happen to him because he says you know Elizabeth and me we're pretty old too old to have a child. And so he ask him a simple little question. He says, how can I be sure of this, Gabriel? Seems like a decent question. How could I be sure of this, Gabriel? Listen to what Gabriel says. Listen to his answer. How can I be sure of this? I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God. And I have been sent to speak to you and to tell you this good news. And now, You will be silent and not able to speak until the day this happens, because you did not believe my words, which will come true at their appointed time. How sweet. Isn't that sweet of Gabriel to say that? It's not a little baby with wings. It's a warrior representing God, and we better believe the message. I think we also think of angels. I know we do. We think of angels as singing. That's what we started talking about at the beginning. They got a voice of an angel, but not so much. If you read this text carefully that we just read, it says a company of angels now arrive after the one angel and they're terrified. Then a company of angels arrive and they are saying. It doesn't say that they're singing. Sorry to mess up all of our Christmas carols. Sorry about that. (laughs) Merry Christmas. But it's that they are not singing. They are saying the words, glory to God in the highest. Maybe they spoke it. Maybe they shouted it. Maybe they whispered it. I don't know, but they said it. These are created beings. They act on God's behalf and they make war against the work of the devil. In Daniel chapter 10, we see Daniel is praying and this angel of the Lord is sent to answer his prayer. But the Bible says this really interesting story. It says that the angel was delayed from coming to Daniel for 21 days because he was apparently in a struggle with an evil spiritual force or a demon in Persia. A very long battle that this angel and this force had for three weeks long. And then the angel Michael, it said, showed up with Gabriel. Is that right? No, it wasn't Gabriel. It's just an angel. Michael shows up and he helps the angel so that the battle could be won and this angel could get to Daniel. Now, I'm not sure what that's all about. I'm really not. I've heard people talk about it. I don't know for sure what all that means, but I'm pretty sure that those angels were not having a singing contest with an evil force. I'm pretty sure that's not what was happening. The world we live in, folks, is a battleground. And God's warriors are fighting the good fight. And I'm thankful God created beings to make war against the devil. It's so important. Listen to me. This is, hear this statement. It is so important in the kingdom to have strong warriors. Amen? When we think of angels, the second thing is this. Think encourager, not judge. This angel said, I come to bring you good news that will bring great what? Pretty good. Yeah. Great. I bring you good news that will bring great what? Joy. That's exactly right. It's good news. It's encouraging. He comes to bring good news. And most of the time, angels bring encouragement when they show up in the Bible. They certainly did encourage Jesus. In his life. In Matthew chapter 4, Jesus, you guys know this story, Jesus was tempted for 40 days by the devil. And you may not have ever read carefully enough to see that after he was tempted and he withstood the temptation, the Bible says that angels attended him. They encouraged him. Later in Luke chapter 22, it's the Probably, I would say, one of the biggest battles of Jesus' life. It's in the garden of Gethsemane when he's on his knees praying. It says there was sweat drops that were like blood that were coming from him, and all his best friends fall asleep in the toughest time of his life. But the Bible says in Luke 22, angels came and encouraged him. Wouldn't we all love to have an angel to encourage us? Wouldn't that be awesome if an angel would show up just at the right time and encourage us? You know, it may be possible that that's happened in your life. Hebrews, the book of Hebrews says, it's possible that you may have entertained an angel in your life and you didn't even know it. Wow. I like the story I heard about a guy who was going to call one of his friends, and so he called the, the home phone, and, and, and the wife answered, and hello? And he said, hey, how are you doing? And she said, oh, I'm doing terrible. She said, I got a splitting headache, I got a migraine. I got this bad cold. I'm laying on the couch. The kids are going crazy. There's dishes in the, you know, they're piled up. I got to get one of the kids to the doctor this afternoon. I just don't know what I'm going to do. And this man said, Well, listen, you guys are such great friends. We'll be right over. He said, Me and my wife aren't doing anything today. We'll be right over. He said, We'll wash the dishes. We'll get the kids dressed. You know, we'll take them to the doctor. We'll get the house straightened up. You just stay on the couch. You just rest and get better. And he said, By the way, the reason I was calling was to talk to Tom. Is, Is he there? And she said, who's Tom? And he said, oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. I think I called the wrong number. I am so sorry. There was a long pause and she said, are you guys still coming? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We all need that sometimes. We're like, like, are you guys still coming? Because I really need some help here. And let me tell you this. If it has ever happened in your life, and it very well may have, Then an angel showed up and you were unaware. I'll tell you, they probably came over to help. That's probably what they were doing. They were probably there to encourage you. so important in the kingdom to have great... Listen, this is really important. Listen to this part. It's so important in the kingdom to have great encouragers. Amen? Isn't that important? It's important to have great warriors and it's important to have great encouragers. Last thing. And when you think about messen- when you think about angels, think about messenger, messenger, not scary ghost. Angels are not ghosts. Angels are not dead people who got promoted to angel. I know some of you. Are, I hear at funerals sometimes, and I hear people say, you know, someday I'm going to get my wings. I'm going to be an angel. And and I, if you're hoping for that, I hate to tell you, you're probably never going to be an angel. You're going to always be a human. When you, go, when you go to be with the Father, when you, when you, get, when you experience the gift of eternal life, you're going to be human, just like he made you. He made you human. And you're going to have a new body, but you're not going to be an angel. Angels were created, and they were there with God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit when he created the world. Do you know that? You look in Job chapter 38, this is what you find. He's asking, God's asking Job, were you there? Were you there when I created this? And were you there when I made that? And were you there when I did all these great things? You were there, right, Job? Because you know so much. Were you there when I did all this? When the angels, it says, shouted with joy? They were there cheering God on as he created the universe. They are created beings by God. They're not ghosts. They're angels. And the word in Hebrew is the word malak. Everybody say Malach. Some of you said it right. You got to spit when you say that. When you say a Hebrew word, you got to spit. Okay. And then the word in Greek is angelos. Everybody say angelos. It doesn't matter if you remember either one of those. I'm just trying to make sure you're awake. Okay. That's all I'm doing here. So those two words, they both are translated angel, but they also can be translated messenger. Because that's what angels are. They're messengers. And usually when angels show up on the earth, they come with a message for people. In this text, this angel has the best message possible. Jesus is here. He's the Savior. He's the long-awaited Messiah. He's the Lord. And he's going to bring peace on earth. Now, obviously, he hasn't brought peace Peace among all nations, there's still wars, there's still people fighting, there's still people who hate each other, there's still prejudice in the world, but Jesus brought the offer of peace between people and God. Jesus brought the offer of peace between God and you. And he brought the offer of peace between people and people. This is not in my notes, but I'm I'm, I'm not going to tell you the whole story, but I just got to tell you. This week, one of the most encouraging phone calls I got was from a brother here at our church who sat with another brother at our church because they had a struggle, kind of a little like this. You guys ever have this with another Christian? Ever? And they sat together for an hour and a half. And when they left, they shook hands and hugged because Jesus is the Prince of Peace. Jesus is the King of those two brothers. We don't have to run away and avoid people when we get upset. Because Jesus came to bring peace. The kingdom of God is such good, good news. People can be delivered from their sins. People can be delivered from their addictions, from the things that they can't stop doing, that they hate doing. People can have peace that passes all understanding. People who do not have eternal life, right this second, can have the gift of eternal life. They can receive that gift. That's good, good, good news. And the angel brought it. And listen to me, it's so important that we have people in the kingdom, that we have great messengers in the kingdom. Amen? It's important that we have great warriors. It's important that we have great encouragers. And it's important that we have great messengers in the kingdom. And it's interesting how God does these things. Don't you think God could fight all of his own battles? By himself? I loved it when I was in college. I went to a class on Revelation. And the very first day, the teacher said, I'm going to tell you about Revelation in one sentence or two sentences. The devil gets all of his armies together and he gets ready. He's got all his tanks and all of his airplanes and all of his whatever he's got. He's got all the hordes of hell. He's all ready and it's big and tense. And That was the first sentence. And he said, and then God looked down at all that, and went, (laughs) God wins. That's the message of Revelation. See, God could do all that by himself, couldn't he? God could do everything. He could fight every battle by himself, but he includes angels as warriors. He includes them. God could encourage every single person right here, right now, just snap of his finger. He could fill your heart up with all the encouragement, perfectly. And he actually does fill us up with encouragement oftentimes. But he uses, when we look in the Bible, he uses angels to encourage people. And God could get his message out in a thousand ways, and he does. But he includes angels in delivering the good news. And you know who else he includes? He includes us. He includes us. What a privilege to be included in the work of God that he's doing on this earth. You said, all you shook your head, does anybody in here have a voice of an angel? And you guys are like, oh, not me. No, we don't have a voice like an angel. But actually you do. Actually you do. You have a voice like an angel. This week, God's going to give you the opportunity to be one of his warriors. There are marriages around us right now. In our Christian community, there are marriages that are breaking apart and God needs warriors to fight for those vows, to fight for those families. People in your families right now that are struggling in their marriage. He needs you to be the warrior who fights and stands up for what's right. There are false doctrines in this world that are spreading false hope. Things like this. You can be good enough to get to heaven by your good deeds. If you go to church Sunday, every Sunday, especially if you go on Sunday night or Wednesday, woo, you are in good shape and you'll get to go to heaven. False doctrine, false hope, lie from hell, not true. It's not how you go to heaven. And God needs people to stand up and fight against those kinds of horrible false doctrines. Other people that say, well, you can get to God by any religion. Buddhism, Hinduism, Christianity, Judaism, it doesn't matter. They're all the same. They're all just as good. God needs warriors to fight those lies. There's only one way Jesus said. Only one way, and it's through Jesus Christ. It's through the work He did on the cross to pay for our sins. There's only one name under heaven by which we can be saved, and that's Jesus. This week, God's going to bring people in your path. Not only that he needs you to be a warrior for, he's going to bring people in your path that are discouraged, that are depressed, that are lonely, that don't have any purpose, they're feeling lost. And you, you right here today, all of you, you're going to have the opportunity not to judge that person and be like, oh, come on, get over it. If I had as much as you had, good grief, I'd never feel, you know, do you know how much, uh-uh, not judge, but encourage just like the angels. You, right here, all of you, you are one of God's encouragers. You have the voice of an angel. And this week, thirdly, God's going to bring people into your path who don't know the message. They just don't know it. They don't know the good news of the kingdom. And I'm praying that God will use us to bring that message, maybe to some family members that we go visit, and you are going to have the courage to bring the subject up again. Maybe to give a Bible to a grandchild. Some of you grandparents, you're worried about your grandson or your granddaughter. I have a Bible that my grandparents gave me on my 14th birthday. And when I was 14 and I opened that, I wasn't all that excited. But I read it occasionally, and I still have it today, and it still reminds me of the faith of my grandparents. They helped put the message in me because they had voices of an angel. Maybe it'll be just to ask an awkward question to one of the people that you love who's not a follower of Jesus. Something to kick off the conversation so that you can be God's messenger this week. Our culture is becoming less and less and less and less Judeo-Christian, right? Just not. It's just not that way very much anymore in our culture. I heard a story about a teacher who was working with some students in elementary. And the class had split up, and so she had just a few students, two or three or four. And as she, they were reading in the, her center that she was in, and so she opened the book, and it was, it was a story about uh, the, the, Christmas, the Christmas play and how everybody played a part. And one person was a donkey, and one person got to be the star, And the kids were arguing over the star, and someone else got to be the mom, and someone else got to be the baby. And the teacher asked these two or three or four kids, do you guys know what this Christmas play is about? And the kid sitting there in her class said, no, I've never heard that story. She said, do do you know what this is talking about? What the name of the, the baby that's in the manger do you guys know the baby that is in this Christmas play? Do you know who that's talking about? And they all said, no. No, I've never heard that story before. Wow. Right here in the United States of America, in our comfortable little town, Rudosa, New Mexico. Wow. Children who are growing up never even hearing the story. Don't assume people know the story, Folks. Don't assume that they know who Jesus is. Don't assume that people know God wants to be with them. Don't assume that people know when they sing these Christmas carols and they say the word Emmanuel, that they know that the word means God with us. Don't assume it. Be the messenger this week. Be the messenger this season. The voices of the angel. They were so important that first Christmas. And I've been praying that your voices and my voice might be just as important this Christmas, wherever God takes us. I want to pray for all of us and ask for God to give us those opportunities. Lord, thank you for this gathering. This gathering of people will probably never be gathered again together with this particular group again because we've got so many guests here. That some of them We don't even know, God. We, we'll probably never be together again until the other side. And so it was no accident that you brought these folks here today, God. It was no accident that you brought this message today. And so we pray, Lord, that you would help us. Help us to have the voice of the angels. We pray, God, that you would help us to be warriors to fight. To fight for the good and to stand against those things that are false. And we pray, God, that you would... Help us to have the voice of an angel that you would help us encourage somebody this week. And we pray, Lord, that you would help us. Help us to be courageous enough to take the message. The message of the good news of Jesus Christ. The death, burial, and resurrection. All of us are responding in our hearts right now, God. We're just right now in our hearts thinking of people that we're asking you, Lord, Use us, use our voices. And so we pray it all in the name of Jesus Christ. And everyone said, Amen. We're going to celebrate today by standing. We're going to sing one more Christmas carol to finish today, and then we'll have a shepherd's prayer and we'll be dismissed. Brian. Are you faithful, joyful, and triumphant?